This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. It has been one full year since 37-year-old Elnaz Haj Tamiri was taken from a home in Wasaga Beach by three armed masked men who were dressed in police gear. She has not been seen or heard from since January 12th, 2022, and the police are now offering a $100,000 reward for any information leading to finding Elnaz. Her abduction is made even more bizarre because less than a month prior to this incident, Elnaz had been viciously attacked by two men who had attempted to abduct her at that point. She fought like hell, and she managed to escape with her life, only to have three men abduct her at gunpoint just weeks later. Once you hear the details of this case, you'll understand why we need to share it out as much as possible wherever we can. Someone knows something. Elnaz's family just want her home. So let's jump in. Elnaz was the kind of person who made it a priority to give back to her community when she was able to. Born and growing up in Iran, she married a man named Farnam Shapurifar when she was 25 years old. Sadly, her husband would pass away early on in the marriage of an illness, and Alnaz was devastated. But somehow, she managed to turn the tragedy into something positive. She took all of the couple's savings, and she had a school built for young girls who lived in her village. She named the school after her late husband in his memory. In my opinion, and maybe others' opinion, this would have been a somewhat controversial move for a woman to make in Iran, but Elnaz believed in the importance of female education and empowerment. In 2018, Elnaz moved to Ontario, Canada, where she worked as an administrator for an importing and exporting shipping company in the greater Toronto area, known as the GTA. She would later decide to leave that job to start something a bit more creative, her own cake-making business. Honestly, Elnaz excelled at anything that she put her mind to. Not only was she dedicated to her passions, but her friends and family described as being one of the most loving, kind, and generous women they knew. At some point, Elnaz began dating 35-year-old Mohamed Lilo, who lived a few hours away in Quebec. It was a really toxic relationship, full of jealousy. 
He was controlling, and Alnaz was very much an independent woman. Obviously, the relationship didn't last, and Alnaz broke up with Lilo in October of 2021. Lilo did not take the breakup well. He refused to leave Alnaz alone, showing up randomly at her condo in Richmond Hill at all hours of the night. She had even discovered two illegal tracking devices that had been put on the bottom of her Lexus, presumably by her ex-boyfriend Lilo. She only discovered them when she took her car in for maintenance and they lifted the vehicle up to do work on it. He was now stalking her, finding out where she was going and who she was talking to, and Alnaz was terrified. She reported these incidents to the police and they took down the report. Police officers allegedly spoke with Lilo and basically told him not to come back to Alnaz's building, but other than that, they didn't really do anything. Lilo continued to stalk his ex-girlfriend, even going as far as to hire a private investigator sometime between December 6th and 9th of 2021. According to CBS News, Investigations Plus Limited confirmed that Lilo hired them to watch Elnaz's movements. In return, they provided him with the address of her condo in Richmond Hill, as well as another home in Wasaga Beach that she would later reside at. It's terrifying to think that a hostile ex-lover can just so easily go to a private investigator and pay them money to have them stalk you on their behalf. According to a spokesperson at Investigators Plus, Lilo gave a fake name when he first called. He used his middle name, Nazar. Initially, he said that Elnaz had stolen $100,000 from him, so he needed to track her down to find out where she was living in order to serve her with court papers. This made sense to the private investigator, a very common reason for using their services. But then Lilo's story began to change. He gave a story of how his brother had been shot and how he believed that Elnaz was involved in the shooting. It was all really strange, and it should have been a red flag for the private investigator, in my opinion. But they went ahead and they took Lilo's business. Now, I want to be clear here that it is perfectly legal for a licensed private investigator to conduct surveillance on anyone if they're out in public. You don't need a person's consent to gather information or take photos and videos of a person if they're in a public place like, say, a mall or a grocery store. Now, that's the law in Canada. I don't know what it is elsewhere. So legally, there was absolutely nothing wrong with what this private investigator did, but it is unfortunate because the information that they provided to Lilo may have led to future tragedies. On December 21st, 2021, something horrific happened. Alnaz was brutally beaten by two masked men in the underground parking lot of her condo building. The men had used a heavy frying pan to hit her, resulting in her suffering a large head wound requiring 35 to 40 stitches. She had this huge gash across her forehead. It was basically split open. It was an absolutely vicious attack. The two men were not just trying to hurt Elnaz, but they were attempting to abduct her. They basically pulled her out of her vehicle and attacked her while she was screaming and crying, and then they tried to pull her into another vehicle and flee with her. Thankfully, she fought like hell. She screamed so loud that there were concerned citizens nearby that basically stopped the attack. 
The men were unable to take her, though she did suffer that horrific gash, but she still had her life, and that was the important part to her. After the violent attack in the parking garage, police took a closer look at Elnaz's car, and they find yet another tracking device underneath. She is very clearly being targeted by someone who is dedicated to finding her and taking her. I can't imagine how terrified that she must have been at this point. According to the York County Regional Police, who handled the file on the underground garage attack, Elnaz was offered the same resources as every other victim of similar attacks. Her family says that allegedly police told her to go into hiding, while the police clarified that they likely just told her to go to a place of safety, and that's how she interpreted it. This is when Elnaz decided to move out of her Richmond Hill condo and move into a home in Wasaga Beach with some other family members. She handed over her car, her computer, and her cell phone to the police so that they could check for more tracking devices. At that point, there weren't any red flags that anything additional might happen, according to the local police. Unfortunately, they were wrong. Very, very wrong. Elnaz was terrified for her life, and clearly she had every reason to feel that way. Just a few weeks after the attack in the parking garage, there was a knock at the door of the Wasaga Beach home. If you're not familiar with the area, Wasaga Beach is an upper-scale vacation town. It can be really busy during the popular summer months when everyone comes to swim and party and drink, but it's pretty quiet in the winter. Elnaz had been living there for the last three weeks, staying inside as much as possible and out of sight. Up until this evening, it had been working pretty well. However, at approximately 8.30pm that evening, three masked males who were wearing police-type clothing, including a fake police vest and badge, showed up at the home with a fake police warrant. Elnaz's family members were the ones to answer the door, and obviously, they were really confused about what was going on. They knew that Elnaz had been communicating with the police because they were involved in her assault investigation. But why would they be there to arrest Elnaz? It didn't make any sense. Before they had a moment more to think about it, the three armed men pushed through the door and they grabbed Elnaz. She was barefoot and screaming as they were seen on surveillance video shoving her into a white Lexus RX SUV. The vehicle stayed idling for a moment longer before pulling away as Elnaz's family members frantically called the police. Clearly something was not right, whether these were police officers or not, and they needed to get to the bottom of it. It would be confirmed that these three men were not legitimate police officers, though the weapons that they carried with them were very real. The two members were able to provide a description of the men, and the police were able to have composites of the suspects put together. The suspects wore dark jackets over fake police vests with a baklava with white trim pulled over their nose and their mouth. They carried a badge chained around their neck, which was gold, red, and blue, and they all wore dark pants. Suspect number one was described as being six feet tall, very skinny, lighter black skin with a long, narrow face. He had a thick black belt with attached handcuff pouch and holstered black gun with a magazine holder. The gun appeared to be worn with metal areas exposed. Suspect number two was described as being 5 foot 9 inches tall, lighter black skin, stocky with skinny legs because he skipped leg day, wearing white cream shoes with plastic toe cap. 
He also wore cotton black gloves, and he was in possession of imitation handcuffs. Suspect number three was described as being five foot nine tall. He was lighter colored black skin, possibly Middle Eastern, thin, and it was assumed that he had a firearm in his jacket. Obviously, Alnaz's family was distraught and frustrated with the police because she had done everything that she could possibly do to protect herself up to this point. She had reported everything to the police. She handed over her phone and vehicle to ensure that it was safe. She had even moved out of her condo and into a home with other family members where she believed she would be okay. And still, she was taken by these three men. It felt like an utter failure of the system. Even though both Elnaz's attack in the parking garage and the abduction from the Wasaga Beach home were both caught on camera, the police had very little information to go on. Other than what was captured on that video, no one had seen or heard from Elnaz since that day. There was no activity on her phone or in her bank account. There were no sightings. It was as if she had virtually disappeared after being pushed into that white Lexus. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. 
Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Nine days after the abduction, Elnaz's ex-boyfriend, Mohamed Lilo, was picked up at his home in Montreal, Quebec, and charged with criminal harassment. This was for his actions related to showing up at her house and planting those tracking devices. But obviously, the police wanted to talk to him in relation to Alnaz's abduction, too. He would have been suspect number one. He wasn't in custody for long, as he was able to post bail. And he was not cooperating with the investigation. No one was. And then, 54 days after the abduction with no movement in the case, York Regional Police decided to release a still photo from the video surveillance of the Richmond Hill parking garage attack. In my opinion, they should have released this image long before that time. It's not a coincidence that a woman is attacked and those men try to take her, only for three men to successfully abduct her just a few short weeks later. These two incidents are clearly connected, so it seems to me that it may have been a good idea to maybe get their faces out there. Eventually they did, and this appeared to work, because in April of 2022, police arrested the two men from the parking lot garage attack. They were able to determine that the black vehicle the men fled the scene from in was actually stolen. They also identified the two men as 23-year-old Riasat Singh and Harshdeep Binner, both of Brampton, Ontario, and they charged them with attempted murder, attempted kidnapping, possession of property obtained by crime over $5,000, and mischief under $5,000. Now, right off the bat, one might think that these two men have to be two of the three men who would later successfully abduct Elnaz from that home in Wasaga Beach, but it doesn't appear that the police think that this is the case. Just last week, the Ontario Provincial Police, OPP, along with the York Regional Police Department, held a press conference on the one-year anniversary since Elnaz was taken. With the case still remaining unsolved, there is now a $100,000 cash reward for anyone who has any information leading to her whereabouts. During the conference, one reporter asked if it was possible that the two men charged with the garage attack could be two of the men who later abducted Elnaz, to which they responded that they are keeping all options open. Investigators do believe that one of the men recorded on the video pushing Elnaz into that white Lexus at gunpoint is her ex-boyfriend, Mohamed Lilo. While they have not yet located Elnaz, they have arrested and charged Lilo with attempted murder and kidnapping. 
his trial is still going through the Canadian court system as we speak, though Lilo has hired a new lawyer just last week in preparation. It is likely that the private investigation firm hired by Lilo to spy on Elnaz will be called to the stand to testify. According to private sources confirmed and interviewed by CBC News, the firm was conducted to surveillance on January 10th and 11th of 2022 at the home where Elnaz was staying in Wasaga Beach. The following day on January 12th, the very same day as the abduction, the investigator was called off by Lilo. Contradictory to this statement, the private investigator states that they watched the home on the day of the abduction, but the person on the shift left the home by 6 p.m., about two and a half hours prior to the abduction, because he wanted to grab some food and he had to take his insulin shot. He's diabetic. Now this is obviously going to be very compelling evidence for the defense to try to counter. At this point, the more evidence that the police have in their pocket, the stronger the case they have against Lilo and the more leverage they can use. The most important thing for Elnaz's family is that they find out where she is and bring her home. If the prosecution is able to build a landslide case, it might just put enough pressure on Lilo to make a deal and finally give the family some answers. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that there were special circumstances that make it even more crucial that we keep sharing Elnaz's story and her photos. Her ex-boyfriend, who in my opinion has some sort of involvement in this obviously, he owned a company called M Solutions. M Solutions is an international shipping company. Lilo was directly responsible for the movement of shipping containers from throughout Canada to all parts of the world. If he wanted to, he could have moved her just about anywhere in those shipping containers, which would account for why no one has seen her since that day. This is also why it is incredibly important to get this story out there. There is also another theory that Alnaz's death may be connected to her ties back to Iran. Alnaz was a very progressive young woman. She believed in education, independence, and individuality for all young women, even going as far as to open that school for young girls back in her hometown. This may have rubbed some people the wrong way, some people who may not agree with her values and freedoms as a woman, and they may have hurt her because of this. That's just one theory floating around out there. We don't know. The police are exploring every option. So again, OPP and York Regional Police are offering a $100,000 reward to anyone who has any information leading to Elnaz's location. And you can still remain anonymous and still receive the reward. I've given the descriptions of the suspects, but let's talk about Elnaz. She is described as being 5'3 tall with a slim build and shoulder-length black hair, which had been cut shorter right before she was abducted. Now, obviously, a year has passed, so all of that could have changed by now. Her family just wants her home. At the press conference, a statement from Elnaz's mother was read out loud, and it said, quote, It is difficult to face the fact that it has been one long, painful year since we last saw our beautiful daughter Elnaz. We open our eyes every morning, thinking this will be the day she calls to tell us she is alive and safe. But that day never comes. I just want to hug our daughter again. The horrors we have seen. The nightmares. Our imaginations run wild with possibilities. And the demons we have come face to face with during this investigation are hard to comprehend. 
However, nothing weighs more heavily on our souls than the idea that we may never know what happened to Alnaz. We are perpetually living in limbo of emotions, and until we know what happened to her, we can't break out of this endless loop and move forward with the next stage of grief, acceptance. We know there are people out there who have information and may be contemplating whether to come forward. We pray that you will do the right thing and help us out of this suffering and bring justice for Elnaz. Your immense courage would be for her and for all the countless women out there. Police are asking anyone with information to call the OPP non-emergency line at 1-888-310-1122. Or, if you would like to submit a tip anonymously, you can do so through Crime Stoppers at ontariocrimestoppers.ca or 1-800-222-TIPS. Hindsight is 2020, and the department who handled Alnaz's assault case claims that they gave her all of the resources and they did everything that they could to try to help her to keep safe. Still, it feels like at some point, somewhere, the ball was dropped and Alnaz was let down. She was terrified for her life. She clearly saw that her life was in danger, and she did everything that she could to try to hide and stay alive. And still, she was taken by these monsters. My biggest hope is that she is alive. My greatest fear is that she is not. I've been a police officer for just shy of 32 years. I have never been involved or aware of a case similar to this. A female not involved in crime is literally plucked out of her house with violence and nothing's been seen or heard from her in one calendar year. That is incredibly rare. Please take a moment and share Elnaz's story and make sure when you do, you use the hashtag BringElnazHome. Someone knows something and her family is desperate to get answers. She has been missing for 365 days too long. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at SerialNapper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out my Patreon page for more exclusive content at patreon.com slash SerialNapper. I'm also on Twitter, Serial underscore Napper, or I'm on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye.